ಪ್ರಾಣಶ್ಚಕ್ಷುಶ್ರೋತ್ರಮಥೋ ಬಲಮಿಂದ್ರಿಯಾಣಿ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮೌಪನಿಷದಂ ಮಾಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ನಿರಾಕುರ್ಯಾಹ್ಮ ನಿರಾಕರೋದಕರಣಮಸ್ವಿರಕರಣ ಮೇ ಅಸ್ತು ತದಾತ್ಮನಿ ನಿರತೆಯೌಪನಿಷತ್ಸು ಧರ್ಮಸ್ತೆ ಮೈ ಸಂತ ಶ್ರುತಿಸ್ಮೃತಿಪುರಾಣಾಲಯಂಕರುಣಾಲಯಂಕರಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಕೇಶವಂಬಾದರಾಯಣಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತೌವಂದೇ ಕ್ಷರಮುದ್ಗೀತಮುಪಾಸೀತ್ಯಾಖ್ಯಾನಂಖಲ್ವಿದ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಜಲಾಂತ ಉಪಾಸೀತ ಖಲು ಕ್ರತುಮಯ ಪುರುಷಕೆ ಪುರುಷೋತ್ಯೀತ ಮನೋಮಯ ಪ್ರಾಣಶರೀರೋ ಭಾರೂಪ ಸತ್ಯಸಲ್ಪ ಆಕಾಶಾತ್ಮಕರ್ಮ ಸರ್ವಕಾಮಸರ್ವಗಂಧಸರ್ವರಸ ಸರ್ವಿಧಮ್ಯಾತ್ತ so this is the vedic way of singing the glories of the lord you know manomaya prana shariraha bharupa akashaatma sarva karma one who sarva in the whole universe is one karma so one who is the creator of the whole universe sarva kama hai one who entertains all the virtuous desires sarvagandha one who enjoys all the sweet fragrances sarvarasa who enjoys all the the sweet taste sadam abhyatah 
the one who pervades all this, it means the whole universe. So one who remains pervading the whole universe. <coughs> then Vashtag also explains avaki. So, Uchchate Anayaya Divag and Vageva Vakaha. Vaka means Vag, Vashtagara says, means the organ of speech, which, by which one speaks. Yadva Vachehe or the word Vaka can be understood as Dharma root Vach when you add the Pratyek Ghani. So, Karane, so again, that with which one speaks is called Vaka. Sayasya Vidyate, Savaki, Navaki, Avaki. So one who possesses Vak is called Vaki. Like one who possesses Mala is called Mali, etc. So in Pratya. And so here, Navak, Navaki, Avaki. One is not a Vaki, who is not a possessor of the organ of speech. So one is devoid of the organ of speech is called Avaki. <coughs> Page 114 in the. <coughs> Ninth line, Bhashakara says, Vak Pradeshedascha Atra Upalakshanathaha Vak Pradeshedah, negating the organ of speech. Atra, Siddhana Nigri, Atra iti shudehe Ishwarasya uktehe. Atra shudehe Ishwarasya. Atra, atra, atra means in this passage, in the Shruti passage, or Atra means Ishvara, in Ishvara. Vak Pratishedaha Upalakshanartaha. So negating the organ of speech in this passage, or negating organ of speech in Ishvara is Upalakshanartaha, is by way of suggestion, meaning this representative. What does it in So, it is meant to negate a whole class of things. <coughs> Says Anangai, Upalakshanartha, Granadi Pradeshida Sedi Sheshaha. So the negation of the organ of speech in Ishvara is also to negate all other organs. Granadi Pradeshidasya. It doesn't have grana also, it doesn't have speech, it doesn't have all. Of organ of smell, organ of taste, is devoid of all the organs of perception and organs of action. <coughs> then, Atha Ishvare Granadi Pratyabhava Tat Pratisheda Nopalakshita Idi Atha Why does Suti have to negate all the organs of perception and organs of action in Ishvara? So, where is the occasion? Ishvare Granadi Prapyavavat. Nobody says that Ishvara possesses organ of smell or organ of taste. Nobody has said it. See here, Shruti has not said that he possesses, or there is no suggestion looks like that he possesses organ of smell or organ of taste. Then then there is no occasion. Why why is there a negation? So why does Vashakara say that negation of the organ of speech is indicative of negation of all other organs, where such occasion does not arise. <coughs> Therefore, Ataha, so Bhastakar explains why negation of other organs also is quite justified. Gandhari, so Bhastakara says, Gandharasadishravanat 
ईश्वरस्य प्राप्तानि घ्राणादीनिकरणानि गंधादिग्रहणाय अतः वाक्प्रतिषेधेन प्रतिषिध्यन्ते तानि ऑर्गन ऑफ smell how can one enjoy all the the delicious taste only when one is the organ of taste therefore one would assume so when upanishad says sarva gandha sarva rasah even sarva karma that ishvara performs all the karma means you would have hands and legs and speech and organ of action so one would think that ishvara possesses hands and legs and speech and smell organs you know so therefore there is an occasion for one to think that ishvara possesses various organs from the description given by the shruti so gandharasaadi shravanat ishvarasya praptani ghanadini karanani therefore it is quite reasonable to suppose that ishvara possesses his various organs otherwise one would think so naturally we look upon ishvara as a magnified form of our own self we look upon ishvara as we look at our own self that i enjoy taste i enjoy smell because i have the organs of taste and smell so ishvara can also do that only if he has those organs therefore praptani gharanadini karanani gandhadi grahanaya ishvara also would have this karana the organs for experiencing this taste smell etc ataha vak pratishedena प्रतिषिध्यंते इंटेंशन इज टू से दैट ईश्वरा इज डिवर्ड ऑफ ऑल दि ऑर्गन्स सो आदिपदेन कामादि उक्ता सर्व काम सर्वकर्मा सर्व काम सर्वगंध सर्वरस सो सुगंधादिग्रहणाय घृणादीनिकरणा गंधादिग्रहणा आदिपद इज टू इंक्लूड काम सर्व काम सो यू पजेस इज ऑल द डिजायर्स सो यू मे यो माइंड ऑल्सो टू पजेस द डिजायर्स and so all of those organs are negated here <coughs> then said anagiri yuktam cha anyopalakshanam sakshadeva anyatra pratisheda shravanadetya yuktam cha anyopalakshanam is quite appropriate again bhashyakara justifies because this is what bhashyakara says that the negation of speech is meant to suggest that there is i mean there is negation of all the organs in support of that interpretation bhashaka yuktam cha anyopalakshanam 
it is quite appropriate that the organ of speech also stands for all other organs. Sakshadeva Anyatra Pratisheda Shravanad because elsewhere Shruti has in her own words negated the various organs in Ishvara. Apaniti, Subhashyakara says, Apanipado Javano Grahita Pashyatya Chakshusya Shranotya Karnaha Ityadi Mantra Varnat Apanipada, Svetashtadopaniya says, Apanipada, he doesn't have hands, he doesn't have legs. Still, Grahita. So, with a hand we grasp things. Ishvara, even though devoid of hands, Grahita, he grasps everything without hands. And then, Javana, he is very fast. Without the legs also, he is very fast. Pashyadeya Chakshuhu. He sees without the eyes. Shrunodhyakarana. He hears without the ears. Ityadi mantravarana. This is what the mantra says very clearly. Achakshuhu. And akaranaha. Apanipada. He doesn't have hands and legs. Doesn't have eyes and ears. Meaning doesn't have organs of, I mean actions, organs of perception. <coughs> Ityadi mantravarana. So Anandi says, Adi padena sabete vedyam ityadi gruhyade. Sabete vedyam nachatasyaste veta tamahoragriam purusham mahantam idi. So that is he also in, in Shvetasvapani. Sabete vedyam. Sabete he knows vedyam, whatever is to be known. Sabete vedyam he knows whatever is knowable. However, there is no knower of him. So, Vedaham Samatitani Vartamanani Charjana Bhavishyani Bhutani Maam to Vedana Kashana. Savetti Vedyam. Lord Krishna says that I know what was in the past, what is in the present, what will be in future. But then nobody knows me. So, Savetti Vedyam. He knows whatever is to be known. Nachatasyaste Veta. There is no one who knows him. The Kaivali open is also a similar mantra. The idea is that uh, So, there again, he knows everything, but he is not known by others. Which is not relevant here anyway. So, what is relevant is Pashyachakshu Shunodi Akarana. Then, another, next Visheshana is another Bhashyagra explains that. Anadaraha Asambrahmaha is word of Adara. Bhasaka is Sambrahma. So Sambrahma is hankering. Sambrahma is agitation also. Here translates hankering. He is free from all hankering. He is free from all longing. He is free from all desires. So on one hand it said that he possesses all the Sarva Kamaha. And here it is said, Anad Asambrahma. You can say he is free from all agitations also. Sambrahma means agitation. So he is devoid of all the agitations. Ishwarasya Sambrahma Abhavam Pradipadayati. How come Ishwara is devoid of all agitations? So, Vashyakara explains that reasoning. Aprapta Prapta Yidi, Vashyakara says, 
अप्राप्त प्राप्त हे संभ्रम सनाप्त काम से न तो आप्त काम नित्यतृप्त ईश्वर से संभ्रमोस्ति क्वचिद सो इफ संभ्रम इज हैंकरिंग देन अप्राप्त प्राप्त हुई संभ्रम अनाप्त काम से सो वन हुज अनफुलफिल्ड डिजायर्स दैट पर्सन विल हैव हैंकरिंग और ही मे फील एज बींग एजिटेटेड विथ रेफरेंस टू वॉट इट इज नॉट हैव so one is anapta kama one who's unfulfilled desire lot of unfulfilled desires are there his mind will think of his mind will desire what he doesn't have or he may be agitated or thinking about what he doesn't have so samrama is possible only in case of a person or of an entity which is unfulfilled nitu apta kama tvat nitya trupta seeshwarasya so sense of unfulfillment creates also a sense of dissatisfaction and to gain the satisfaction of fulfillment one desires things hoping that fulfilling that desire will create a sense of fulfillment so human being naturally seeks a sense of fulfillment other creatures don't have that freedom of seeking fulfillment they just seek the satisfaction of the immediate impulses that they have that's all whereas human being has ambitions and he wants a fulfillment he does not want simply the fulfillment of a desire but he wants a fulfillment in life he wants not only satisfaction but he wants a lasting satisfaction because he feels not satisfied he feels not fulfilled that is of course due to ignorance so as long as ignorance is there so long the sense of unfulfillment is there and so long dissatisfaction is there so long desires are going to be there so long hankering will be there so long agitations will be there na to nitya truptasya ishwarasya bhishwarais purna devar like ocean he is filled from all sides and devar nitya trupta he is the nature of ananda devar always contented always totally satisfied that's all with himself and everything that's all there is anyway with himself but then idea that's the reason because he knows everything in the self therefore there is satisfaction ishwara the reason for satisfaction not so much that he enjoys all desires and all fragrance and stuff like that no it is because he knows himself as everything meaning there is no excluding nothing is excluded therefore there is no sense of being excluded no sense of being incomplete therefore that sense of incompleteness causes dissatisfaction so nitya truptasya ishwara is ever trupta ever contented because also is aapta kamatvat because all his desires are all fulfilled or you can say that he is the nature of fulfillment ishwara is the nature of fulfillment or satisfaction and therefore always satisfied always contented therefore there cannot be any desire or any hankering so desires with the said in ishwara also as we said the desires are in keeping with the totality there is no self centeredness in the desire even a desire also need not cause agitation it is self centeredness and desire that causes agitation 
Even a wise person also can have a desire. But desire is purely meant for the well-being of others. There is no element in there of self-centeredness. <coughs> in Ishwar also so calm he desired. But that is a desire which includes all the desires. Ishwara's desire includes all the desires. That was Sarvakama. And then also, that being the case, also there is no agitation. Either there is total freedom from desire, or you include all the desires. So in case of Ishwara, in case of Brahman, there is no desire. In case of Ishwara, there is inclusion of all the desires. So Ishwara is all-inclusive. Ishwara means Brahman with the Upadhi. Sunatu apta kamatvat nitya truptasya Ishwarasya. Ishwara means nitya trupta. Because apta kama, when all desires are fulfilled, one who is fulfillment by nature, sambrama asti kvachita. There cannot be any sambrama. No agitation. No tension. No stress. No hankering. So shantakaram bhujagashayanam. He is totally content with himself and with everything. <coughs> Therefore, akami and then anadaraha. So this is our description of Saguna Brahma or Ishwara. <coughs> Next passage says Ananiri, Yathoktasya parasya pratyagatma abhedam dashayadi. Ishwara, who is described as possessed of his attributes, he is really the same as my own self. So, Pratyagatma Abhedam Dasayadi. That Ishwara is my Atma. That's what the next passage says. Eshama Iti. Eshama Atma Antardaye Aniyan Vriherva Yavadva Sarshapadva Shamakadva Shamakatanduladva Eshama Atma Antarudaye Jayan Prasivyaha Jayan Antariksha Jayan Divaha Jayanebhyo Lokebhya Eshamayatma Antarude Ishwara is myself which is within my heart. And again, what's the dimension of the Ishwara? Aniyan Vrihehe He's smaller than even the Vrihi. Vrihi means the uh, rice paddy. He's small, these are the small things available at that time. So smaller than a rice paddy. So, yavad, so uh, Yavadva, smaller than also the Yava, means the uh, barley, smaller than a grain of barley. Sarshapadva, smaller than a mustard seed. Shamakadva, smaller than an, a grain called Shamaka, very small. Shamaga Tanduladva or even a kernel of the Shamaga grain is smaller. So a small thing available to them, atomic things. So here is smaller than whatever is known to be small, that's all you can say. 
Then Bhastraka will explain, when you say that, Atma is smaller than even a mustard seed. So that means Atma is a very small atomic in size. So we said here, Eshame Atma Antarude. No, no, this is the self of mind in the heart. He is Jayan Prasimvyaha. He is simultaneously greater than the earth. Jayan Antarikshat, greater than the intermediate space. Jayan Divaha, greater than heaven also. So whatever big things are known, he is bigger than them. He is smaller than the smallest, bigger than the biggest. Anohaniyan, Mahato Mahiyan. Atma Sajanto Ho, Nihito Guhayan. Tamakradu Pashyati. So, Anohaniyan, Mahato Mahiyan, smaller than the smallest, bigger than the biggest. Jayan Ebya Lokebya. The self of mind, which is in my, who is in my heart, is greater than all these worlds also. <coughs> so here, Atma is described as simultaneously smaller than the smallest and bigger than biggest. <coughs> so Esha, that Ishvara, which was described in the earlier passage, is my Atma, is myself. And that's how the oneness of Ishvara and Atma is described here. Says Vashyagara, Eshaha, Yathokta Guna, Athyokta Gunaha, Me, Mama, Atma, Antarude, Rude Pundarigasya, Antaha, Madhye, Aniyan, Anutaraha, Viherva, Yavadva, Ityade, Attend the Sushmatta Pradashanartham. Isha, this Yathoka Guna, this Ishvara of whom the Gunas were just described as Sarvakamaha, Sarvakarma, Sarvarasa, Sarvagandha, as Avaki Anadara. This Ishvara, Yathoguna, me, Mama Atma, he is my Atma, he is Upasana. So may you superimpose the idea of Ishvara upon your own self, Ahangra Upasana. Antarudaye, where is Upasana, where the meditation takes place? Antarudaye, in my heart. So here the word Rudaye explained as, Rudaye Pundarikasya Antaha, within the lotus of my heart. That means that this meditation should take place in the space within the heart, where, is, where my self is, upon which I superimpose the idea of Ishvara. <coughs> Aniyan meaning Anutara. So, Aniyan, Anutara, Yan Pratte is there. So, yet and yes. What is so? Aniyaha and Anishta, I guess. So, that is how. Or Anutara, Anutama. So he is smaller than vrihi, than a grain of rice. Yavadva, smaller than a grain of barley. Ityadi atyanda sukshmatva pradashanatham. So says Vashanagari, vrihyadi aneka upadhanasi upyogamaha. What is the need for saying that he is smaller than barley and smaller than rice and smaller than, smaller than so many things? So, the Upyoga, what's the reason why 
Atma is described as smaller than so many little entities. So Vashakara says, Atyanda Sukshmitva Pradeshanartam, that Atma is extremely small in size or very subtle. <coughs> then says, I am very Aniyastva, Jayastva, Vepadeshayo, Mitho Virodamashankya. Here, on one hand, you say that, so it is smaller than uh, small seed and bigger than big entities. Looks like this statement is contradictory. How can one entity be simultaneously smaller and, and small and big also? Pariharti, so Vashakara removes that doubt. Shamakayati. Shamakadva. Shamakatanduladva. Iti. Parichinna parimana. Aniyan. Ityukte. Anaparimanatvam praptam. Ashankya. Ataha. Tat pradishedhaya. Arhate. So Shamakadva, smaller than even a grain called Shamaka. Shamaka Tanduladva, smaller than even the kernel of the grain. Idi Parichinna Parimana. So looks like Atma is confined to a very small size. So, Parichinna Parimana Aniyan is smaller than even these little grains which are small in size. So somebody would think that Atma is atomic in size. This Shankha can arise ever to remove the doubt. This Shruti herself says, Eshame Atma Antarudaye Jayan Prasivyaha Ityadina. So, Eshamatma Antarude. This self of mind which is in the heart is Jayan Prasivyaha. Is bigger than even earth, bigger than intermediate space, bigger than heaven, bigger than all these worlds. <coughs> Meaning that Atma is not confined to a small little size. While it is smaller than the smallest, it is simultaneously bigger than the biggest. So, Siddhanagari, Prithvi Antarikshat, Antarikshadivat, Ishwarasya Satishayam Mahatpam Vivakshitam. Even when you say that Ishwara is greater than earth, or greater than heaven, or greater than all this world, still that greatness of Ishwara is in comparison to something. You are saying that Ishwara is greater than earth. So, Ishwara possesses greatness. But then, greatness with reference to greatness of earth. And so, therefore, earth has a limited greatness. And Ishwara is greater than earth. All, the, all these worlds also have greatness, no doubt, bigness, limited. So, Ishwara is bigger than them. That means that, alright, he still possesses limited bigness. Because the bigness is described with reference to something. Therefore, Prasivi Antarikshadivat. Ishwara says, Somebody may think that Ishwara is great, no doubt. 
or Ishwara has big nor outward than, his bigness still is limited. Relative bigness. Relatively big Ishwara is. He is big in relation to earth and intermediate space and heaven, etc. But then, you know, it's still relative bigness. It is Shankam. Is the what the Shruti means? That kind of Shankai can arise. So Bhashakara says, Jayaf Parimanacha. Jayaf Parimanacha. Jayastvam Darshayan. Ananta Parimanatvam Darshayate. Jayaf Parimanacha. By saying that Ishvara has Parimana measure, which is big. Jayastvam Darshayan. What is meant is that Ishvara is big. The big. And thus, Ananda Parimanatvam Darshayate. Ishwara is possessed of the infinite measure. The Ishwara is infinitely great, infinitely big, infinitely small. <coughs> These are all the attributes of Ishwara for the purpose of meditation. As Bhashyakara will say, this is not description of Param Brahma. Sarvam Khaloidam Brahma, when it said that all this Brahma, that also is Saguna Brahma. Whatever is this Brahman, because Brahman is the material cause. As material cause, Brahman pervades everything, self-everything. <coughs> so now you find that in the next passage, there is a repetition of the first passage, you know. There is previous passage. So we read the next passage. Sarva karma, sarva kamaha, Sarvagandha, Sarvarasaha, Sarvam idam abhyattaha, Avaki, Anadaraha, Eshama Atma, Antarudaye, Etad Brahma, Etam, Etaf Pratya, Avisambhavitasmi iti yasyasyat adha navichikitsa asti iti hasma aha shandilyaha shandilyaha sarva karma, sarva kamaha, sarva gandaha Sarvarasa, Sarvamidam Abhyattaha, Avaki, Anadara. So repeating. So the attributes that are stated in the previous passage, all the attributes are repeated here. So Siddhanagiri Pundarukte Upayogamaha. What is the reason why the Shruti repeats the same attributes in this passage? So Vashakara says, Manumaitya. So in fact that, state, that sentence of Anandagiri should belong to the next passage. That means that number three should be there after Jayaf Parimana Chaidi. And then this should be connected to number four. <coughs> Says Vashakara, Manumayaha Ityadina Jayan Ebhyolokebhya Ityantena Yathokta guna lakshana hai, Ishvarodhyaya hai, 
Nato Tad Guna Vishishta Eva Yatha Raja Purusham Anaya Chitra Gumva Ityukte Navishana Syabi Anayane Vyapriyate Tadvada Yahabi Iripraptam Ataha Tanivrutyartam Sarva Karma Ityadipunarvachanam So earlier two passages Manu Mayaha Ityadina So second passage beginning with Manu Mayaha Pranasharinaha Bharupaha and all these attributes are described. From then on until the end of the third passage, Jayan Ebya Lokebya. So in the second and third passages, various attributes of Ishvara are described. Now what do we meditate upon? The question is. So what should we meditate upon? Should we meditate upon Ishvara possessed of the attributes? Or should we meditate upon Ishvara who is implied by these attributes? Implied means without the attributes. So do these passages or the Shandilya Vidya as it is called, is it for meditating upon Ishvara with attributes or Ishvara who transcends all the attributes? So ityantena yathokta guna lakshana Ishvara dhyayaha yathokta guna lakshana What is that? Says Anandagiri. So one who is implied by these attributes. So not, you see, the possessor of attributes is different from attributes. That's what Nayaikas said. Nayaikas would say that the guna and the guni are different. So for example, the flower, so this cloth is orange in color. So cloth is different, orange color is different. So orange cloth, when you say, then if you want to think of orange cloth, what should you think of? Should you think of cloth with orange color? Or should you think of cloth which possesses orange color? I mean cloth itself is devoid of orangeness. So then are you told to think of the cloth without orangeness, which is the nature of the cloth? Or are you told to meditate upon or think of the cloth which possesses orange color? <coughs> So in orange cloth, both of these can be meant. Although generally when we say orange cloth, it means cloth with orange color. So it's possible that bring the orange cloth. In that case, sometimes when the cloth is brought and not orange is brought. There are sometimes this kind of, uh, this kind of uh, expressions. Bhashyaka is an example. Yatha Raja Purusham Anaya, when it says, hey, bring the king's man. So king's man is bring the diplomats, bring the king's man, you know, bring the Indian representative, let us say. Then representative come, India does not come. Raj, bring the king's man. So this fellow is qualified by being a king's man. So being man of king is a attribute. But the man comes, the king does not come. Or Chitra Guhu. Chitra Guhu means one possess of the cow. Go means cow. Chitra means variegated. So Chitra means one who is possessed of variegated cow. 
So call the fellow who is this variegated cow. Cow does not come. This fellow comes. So there are usages like this in which visheshanasyabhi anayari navyapriyate. In this kind of expressions. So when the man comes, cow does not come. When the man comes, the king does not come. When the the person comes, the attributes do not come. So he is qualified all right. But the qualification does not come with the person. See, in order to identify the person, whom should I bring? Chitraguhu, a person possessed of the variegated cow. So cow, which has sometimes all these different colors, you know, (coughs) patches. Sometimes cow is either white or black or or whatever. Sometimes cow has patches. It's called Chitragoho. So chit, then Chitrago means that cow possessed of patches. And a person possessing is called Chitraguhu. So to identify that person among many, you call him Chitraguhu. But then, that is to identify the person but the person comes, not the, not the qualification with which you identify it. Or there are several people, so Raja Purusham Anaya, bring the man's person or man's, uh, king's person, king's representative. The king doesn't come. This is said only to identify the person. Similarly also, maybe all these various attributes, Manomaya, etc. are being told, just to identify Ishwara, but you are maybe made, asked to meditate not upon Ishwara with these attributes, the Ishwara which is indicated by these attributes. So, Yathokta Guna Lakshana Ishwara. Swanandi Yayayi Yastahi Lakshade Sa Ishwara Kevali Diyavad. So, the one Ishwara who is indicated or implied by these attributes, who is devoid of all that Kevala. So is it the meditation upon Saguna Brahma or Nirguna Brahma? Meditation upon Brahman with attributes or without attributes? So somebody may say that this is meditation upon Brahman without attributes. So Yathokta Guna Lakshana, that's what Bhastrakara said. Anandika explains that, Yes, Tahi Lakshade, Sava Ishwara, Sava Ishwara, Kevala Yadiyavata. Yathokta Guna Lakshana means Ishvara that is implied or indicated or suggested or targeted by those attributes and not with those attributes. <coughs> so how can you meditate upon Ishvara without attributes? It says, Ishvara Yathokta Guna Dehiti Vukte. When you are told that meditate upon Ishvara who is Manomaya, Prana Sharira, Bharupa, Sarva Karma, etc., then then naturally when you meditate upon the Ishwara, those attributes also are automatically included there. How can you meditate upon Lord Krishna? I say Murali Manohar when you say. Then Murali Manohar, so Murali Manohar is, is, is what Krishna with Murali you have to meditate? Or Krishna is called Murali Manohar. So Murali Manohar is the name of Krishna. But at some point or other Govardhan, so Giridhari. We may not be lifting Govardhan all the time. It's called Giridhari. So Giridhari is not necessarily one who has lifted, who is lifting the mountain. Giridhari is the name of the person. It's called Giridhari because once upon a time he lifted the mountain. So you should meditate upon Krishna who's, who has lifted the mountain or meditate upon Krishna indicated by one who has lifted the mountain. You know? 
So whether in, in meditation on, upon Krishna, should mountain come? Mrs. Giridhari, should mountain come or not? So Ranachor, let us say, when you say that, one who is, who runs away from the battlefield. So should you meditate upon that Ishwara, Krishna, or is standing in front of you? It's called Ranachor, Dwarika Adish, let us say, etc. And so the various attributes are there. Should Dwarika come? So when you, when you meditate upon Dwarika Adish, then should you meditate upon Krishna along with Dwarika or Krishna without Dwarika? So sometimes the attributes are told all right, but then the attributes are not intended. The person meant by the attributes is intended. So here also, Sarva Karma, Sarva Kama, Sarva Gandha, Sarva Rasa. So should you meditate on Ishwara, possess with the Kamana, then Gandha and Rasa, or without that? Are these names of Ishwara which are being told to us? And Ishwara is different from all these, you know, attributes? Or these are, we are supposed to marry Ramon Ishwara with these attributes. <coughs> so somebody says, how can you marry it upon uh, when all the attributes are described? Naturally the attributes come along with the, the Ishwara who possesses them. He says, no, no. Like Raja Purusham Anaya, Chibasa Chitragum Anaya. And there, there is no inclusion of the attributes. So it's possible these are all names of Ishwara. Like Dvarika Adish, etc., you know. And so, but you meditate upon Ishwara, Lord Krishna having four arms, Shankar Chakra Gada Padma, not with Dvarika. And so, Rukmini, uh, you know, when she, Raj, uh, what is it, uh, Sita Kantaha. Suppose Lama is called Sita Kantaha. But then in meditation of Rama, Sita may not come. And so, whether you are supposed to meditate upon Sita or just Rama. So that's why Vashikara needs to clarify that here, you know. <clears throat> so here also one may conclude that there are all names of Ishwara. And therefore Ishwara possessed of these names. But otherwise different from these attributes is to be meditated upon. Tan nivrutyartam sarvakarmayatyadi punarvachanam. In case somebody thinks like that, to remove that doubt, or remove that uncertainty. In fact, Upanishad repeats all those attributes. That in the fourth passage, Sarva Karma, Sarva Kama, Sarva Gandha, Sarva Rasa, all these attributes are repeated. So Bhashyakara is the reason why the attributes are repeated in the fourth passage is to assert that the Ishvara is to be meditated upon with the attributes. <coughs> So why this Punarukti? Why the fourth passage repeats the same thing? Just so that, I mean to convey that Ishwara with the attributes is to meditate upon. So Punarukti Phalam. The results or the purpose of the Punarukti, this restatement is concluded, Tasmaad Vashyakara says, Tasmaad Manomayatvade Guna Vishishta Eva Therefore, Munomayatvadi Guna Vishisteva. Therefore, here is prescribed the meditation of Manishwara, possessed of these attributes, Munomaya, etc. Sagunasya Ishwarasya Dhetve Gamakantar Maha. 
Why do you say that this is the meditation of a Saguna Brahma? Brahman possessed of attributes and not Nirguna Brahma. What is the other Gamakam? What's the other indicatory sign? So what's the other aspect that leads you to understand this? So Vashakara says, Atahevayati. Atahevay. Shastha Saptama Yoho Iva. Tattvamasi. Atmai Vedam Sarvam. Iti. Naiha. Swarajya. Avishinchade. Had this been the meditation of Nirguna Brahma, meaning if this was the Upadesha of the identity of Brahman and Atma, as in the case of 6th chapter, Tattva Masi. Tat means the Jagat Karanam Brahma. So that Jagat Karanam Brahma, Sarvatma, that's what you are. And therefore, Tasmat Sarvam Abhavata, by virtue of that knowledge, one becomes everything. One becomes Farat, meaning that one becomes truly independent. So, the Upadesha in the sixth chapter is meant to anoint you with the Swarajyam, with the sovereignty, that you are a sovereign, you are totally independent. When you are totally fulfilled, free of all the desires, free of all the dependence, when you are totally liberated, muktaha. And so, the result of the knowledge of the sixth chapter is moksha, where one is like sovereign. Not that he becomes sovereign in the of the world, in a literal sense, but from his own standpoint he is sovereign. He is truly independent. Nachasya sarabhuteshu kaschidartha vipashaya. He has no dependence whatsoever on anybody for anything because he is totally non-demanding. He is free from all the needs. Prajahati yadakaman sarvan parthamanogatan. There is no need arising in his mind. Because need being a result, result, result of the sense of inadequacy. He is free from that. And so the Upadesha given sixth chapter anoints one in the sovereignty. Atma Evedam Sarvamiti, seventh chapter. Atma Evedam Sarvam means I am everything. That also eliminates all the duality completely and anoints in the non-duality which is infiniteness. Yes, but then here, the result of this meditation is not the total freedom, not moksha in the primary sense. But then, itah prete abhisambhavitasmi, after death I am going to become one with Ishvara. So that's what the passage says, etat brahma, etam itah pretya abhisambhavitasmi iti. So while meditating, yasya dha, Yasasyada, one who has a firm conviction that by meditating on Ishvara, possessed of these attributes, they all become one with the Ishvara. Itafpretya, after departing from this body, I'll become one with Ishvara. So, yam yam vapismanandbhavam tejatyande kalevaram. So, with whatever bhava or whatever thought one departs from this body, that's what the person becomes. Therefore, if he is identified with Ishvara here, then he has become Ishvara here, and when he departs his body, he becomes one, one with that in a primary sense. Itah <coughs> pretya. But after the death, I'll become one with this Ishvara. Therefore, what's the result of this meditation? Becoming one with Ishvara after death. Not becoming one with Ishvara while you are here. 
So if you become one with Brahman right here, then you are anointed in this Svarajyam or sovereignty. On the other hand, here, this result is after the death. And therefore there is slight difference here between the Self and Ishvara. <coughs> therefore, this is meditation upon Saguna Brahma and not meditation upon Nirguna. Nirguna Brahma means Self, understand. When we say Brahman devoid of attributes, means it is the Self. Only Self is devoid of the attributes. Self is the one that illumines all the attributes, that witnesses all the attributes, therefore itself devoid of all the attributes. And Brahman devoid of attributes means the Self. That's the only way to know Brahman. If you know Brahman, Nirguna Brahman in any other way, then you are not known it correctly. Dakramevapi nunam te tvam Brahman. So you know Brahman only a little, because you know it is separate from yourself. <coughs> So Sridhanagiri, Svarupachakasya, Atmanaha, Shruti Anupattehe, Nitad Balat, Advaita Vakyada Siddhityartha. Svarupachakasya, Atmanaha, Shruti Anupattehe. It is not Atma which is my Svarupa. And therefore, Nitad Balat, Advaita Vakyada Siddhi. On the strength of what the Shruti says, you cannot say this is Advaita Vakya. This is Vakya of meditation and not Vakya of identity. <coughs> Mahashyagara continues, what is the result here of this meditation? Eshama Atma Etad Brahma Etam Etaf Pratya Avisambhavita Asmiti Lingat Natu Atma Shabdena Pratyagatma Eva Uchade See, Eshamaya Atma, this is myself. Which self is this? Is it Hangra Upasana or is it Pratyagatma? So, Eta Brahma, this Atma of mine is Brahman. It does say here. But one they say, Edam itaf prete abhisambhavitasmi. I will become one with this Brahman after departing from this body. Iti linga. So here becoming Brahman after the death is being said here. Therefore, nutu atma sabdena pratyagatma evuchyade. If atma here means pratyagatma, then I am already Brahman. I don't have to become Brahman. So here becoming Brahman is being said. And therefore it is said that after departing this body, I'll become one with Brahman, possessed of the attributes. Then if I or Atma, Eshame Atma, if the Atma was Pratyaka Atma, then it's already Brahman. There's no question of becoming Brahman. Therefore, by the word Atma is not meant Pratyaka Atma, it's meant Ahankara. This Ahankara of mind, this, this self of mind is Ishvara. So that is how you superimpose the idea of Ishvara upon your own self, this Ahankara Upasana. Then Vashagar also said, Mama iti shastyaha sammandhartha pratyaya katvat etam abhisambhavitasmiti cha karma kartratva nirdesha Isha me atma, Isha mama atma, this is my atma. 
ఇది షష్ఠ్యా సంబంధార్థ ప్రత్యాయకత్వాద్ సంబంధ షష్ఠి సో ఐఎమ్ డిఫరెంట్ అండ్ ఆత్మా ఇస్ డిఫరెంట్ సో వెన్ దిస్ పర్సన్ దిస్ ఇస్ మై సెల్ఫ్ ఈ సిస్ సమ్ డిఫరెంట్ ఇన్ సెల్ఫ్ ఇన్ ద సెల్ఫ్ అండ్ దర్ ఇస్ నాట్ ప్రత్యేక ఆత్మ ఇట్ ఈస్ ద సెల్ విత్ అట్రిబ్యూట్స్ అపాన్ ద సెల్ విత్ అట్రిబ్యూట్స్ యు సూపర్ ఇంపోజ్ ఈశ్వర విత్ అట్రిబ్యూట్స్ అండ్ దట్స్ హౌ యూ బికమ్ ఈశ్వర ఆల్సో ఏదం అభిసంభవామి ఐఎమ్ గోయింగ్ టు బికమ్ వన్ విత్ దిస్ ఆఫ్టర్ డిపార్చర్ దర్ ఆల్సో ఐ ఐఎమ్ ద కర్త అండ్ ఐఎమ్ గోయింగ్ టు బికమ్ ఈశ్వర ఇస్ కర్మ సో కర్మ కర్తలతో నిర్దేశాత్ అండ్ దర్ దర్ ఈస్ అ డిఫరెన్స్ బిట్వీన్ కర్మ కర్త అండ్ కర్మ దట్ బీంగ్ ద కేస్ దిస్ లైట్ డిఫరెన్స్ బిట్వీన్ సెల్ఫ్ అండ్ ఈశ్వర ఇట్ ఇస్ నాట్ దిస్ నాట్ ది ఉపదేశ ఆఫ్ ఐడెంటిటీ ఇట్ ఇస్ ఉపదేశ ఆఫ్ ది అహంగ్రహ ఉపాసన సో యూ ఇమాజిన్ ద ఐడెంటిటీ అండ్ దెన్ మెడిటేట్ సో ఇట్స్ భావన రాదర్ దెన్ నాలెడ్జ్ సో శ్రీరానగిరి భేదలింగాచ ఇహేదో వివక్షిత తరే షష్ఠేపి తల్లింగ దర్శనాత్ అఖండ వాక్యాత సిద్ధి శంకరే సో దెన్ భాషేకర్ రెడ్డి ఆపర్చునిటీ టు క్లైఫై పాసేజ్ ఇన్ ది సిక్స్ చాప్టర్ ఆల్సో భాషేకర్ మెన్షన్ సిక్స్ అండ్ సెవెన్ చాప్టర్ సో దే ద పాసేజ్ ఇన్ సిక్స్ చాప్టర్ దట్ ఆల్సో కెన్ కాజ్ ఇట్ అవుట్ దే బీంగ్ క్లైఫైడ్ హియర్ భేదలింగాచ సో మమ దట్స్ భేదలింగ and karma kartru nirdesh also is bhedalinga linga means an indicative sign or a sign that indicates bheda or the separation or duality <coughs> separatedness <coughs> so bhedalinga ch so it is by linga shruti does not say that atma is not pratyagatma she doesn't say that atma is not brahma but by linga by what the shruti says we derive this by what we call the inference or indicatory sign that mama is one indicatory sign and abhisambhavita asmi i will become is another indicatory sign from which we see here that shuti intends a difference between the atma and ishvara <coughs> so bhedalingachaya vedo vivakshita tarai shashthe bi tallinga darshanat in the sixth chapter also there is a passage which seems to indicate that this wise person is different from brahman దేవర్ అఖండ వాక్యాత సిద్ధి దెన్ తత్వమసి ఈజ్ నాట్ అఖండ వాక్యాత మీనింగ్ దాట్ ఇట్ ఇస్ నాట్ టీచ్ ది ఐడెంటిటీ బిట్వీన్ ఆత్మా అండ్ బ్రహ్మన్ బికాస్ దర్ ఇస్ ద ప్యాసేజ్ దేర్ విచ్ సిమ్స్ సజెస్ట్ దట్ ఆత్మా ఈజ్ డిఫరెంట్ ఫ్రమ్ బ్రహ్మన్ ఇది శంకరే భాష్యకర రేజెస్ అదౌట్ నను ఇది నను షేపి అథ సంపత్సే సత్సంపత్తే కాలాంతరితం దర్శయతి తావదేవచరం యావన్న యావన్న విమోక్షే అథ సంపత్సే తావదేవచరం యావన్న విమోక్షే so long this person has to wait until this body is there so until he is free from this body until then he has to wait other sampatsya and then alone will become what with sat or brahman that passage seems to say literally tasya tavadeva chiram yavanna vimokshe so long he has to wait so so long is the delay 
until he is departed from this body. Adasat sampatse, then alone he will asa sampatse, then alone I will become one. So as long as the body is there, so long it looks like there is a weight. There is not yet become one with Brahman. And only when it, this wise person says this, and when he when departs his body, then he will become one with Brahman. That means that as long as this wise person also is in this body, so long there seems to be separation between himself and Brahman. Only when the body goes, then alone there is oneness. So when you Tattvama say, you are Brahman, that means you will become Brahman after departing his body. That's what that passage means. That's what the Purupakshi says, you know. So, na khandavakyartha siddhi. Therefore, even though Tattvama see you quoted here, saying that it says that you are Brahman already, and that, that passage, or the Upadesha, the instruction, the teaching, anoints you in your being Brahman, anoints you in the limitlessness that you are, says, no, no, that limitlessness will wait until this person dies, so the other passage seems to say. So, then Vashakara says, na, says, na atra bhedo vakshitaha, na means what? Na atra bhedo, in that sentence, atha sampatsye, that I will then attain Brahman. There, bheda, the separatedness between I and Brahman is not intended. Vivakshita, vivaksha means vaktamicha. There is not the intention of the shooting. So that statement is made not with an intention to suggest a difference, but is meant to say something else. So what's the tatpari in there? Vashakaya says, Arad samskara sheshastityartha paratva Na kalan, na na kalan taritarthata. So what's the tatpari of that vakya? Kalan taritarthata. Is that vakya, atha sampatse, meant to indicate kalan tarita, meaning that there is a separation in time between the wise person and Brahman? Is that the intention of that passage or? Arabda samskara sheshas thityartha paratva. Or it is meant to say that the wise person also, sthiti, also continues to live arabdha samskara shesha. As long as there is residue of the samskara of the prarabdha karma, so long the wise person also continues to possess a body. So these two things are there. So that passage, one interpretation is that this passage is meant to say that the wise person also does not die at the dawn of knowledge. He continues to remain, exist even after the knowledge. And how long will he continue to live? As long as the body is. How long will the body be? As long as prarabdha is. Because prakarsana arabdham. So, the samskara, prarabdha samskara, have already, the seeds are there, have already germinated into a tree called this body. So as long as those samskaras are there, so long the body will remain. So Bhashyakara says that, that passage is meant to say that the wise person also continues to remain in his body as long as prarabdha karma is. And not that even when he is in the body, he is separated from Brahman. Even when he is in the body, right now he knows oneness and he knows the self is Brahman. But he says that I will have to remain in this earth, on this earth, as long as the body is. 
Not that it's a problem. But then this is to say that the wise person also continues to remain in the body as long as prarabdha karma is. Therefore, prarabdha samskara shesha sthiti. That is sthiti or continuation. As long as prarabdha karma is, so paratha paratvat, so that's the tatparya. The tatparya of that passage is to say that the wise person also continues to remain or exist or continues to live as long as prarabdha karma is. Na kalantaritatata and the artha, the provision of purpose or intention is not to say that there is separation in time between Atma and Brahma. <coughs> so, Arabda, Samskara, Sukhadi. So, still there is a, he has something, he has to go through something. Sukhadi, Sukhadukha. In the Prarabdha Karma, whatever kind of karma is there, which will give rise to result of pleasure and pain, Yena karmana tashesasthitau tatpariyat. So, to experience this sukha-dukha, which have already given rise to result, that's the tatpariyat of that passage. Satsampattau kalantari tattvam yotra vyakshitam kim nasyat. Again, the question is, why not you interpret that passage as separated as in time? Iti asin so, na kalan taritartata, there cannot be two tatpariya, two purport of the same sentence. One sentence should have one meaning. It cannot have two meanings. Says kalan tarabhavitve, sampatte ishte, tattumasidi brahma bhavascha, vartmano padesh anupatte hedi hetuma. Kalan tarabhavitve, sampatte ishte. Sampatte means becoming one. So, becoming one with Brahman, if the Shruti intended that the wise person also becomes one with Brahman, only after passage of time, if this is what the Shruti intended, then Tattva Masidi, Brahma Bhavascha, Vartman Anupattehe, then Shruti cannot say you are Brahman. On one hand, Shruti says you are Brahman. On the other hand, Shruti says that he will become one with Brahman after the departure of his body. So, you cannot say you are Brahman, that's the present tense. There is no becoming that. So, the becoming has to be interpreted separate, differently. Otherwise, this statement that you are Brahman, which is said nine times, that will be negated, that will be contradicted. And so, Vartman Upadesh Anupattehe, Tattum Asi, you are Brahman is Vartman. Asi is the verb of presence. So the present tense, you are Brahman. It's a very important thing. That there are verbs, so that the Mimamsakad would say that a verb means Kriyapada, must necessarily involve the Kriya. That a word cannot reveal something which is already existent. It can reveal something which involves some Kriya. But every word is derived from a, a root, stem root, which involves always some Kriya. And there were Upanishad also cannot tatpar in Param Brahma, which is an existing entity, because no word can describe an existing entity. A word can only describe an entity which is related to some activity. Therefore, Tatparya Veda cannot be in describing something which is there, which is called the Siddha Vishaya. So something that is already existing. That cannot be. 
What is prasiddha or existing that cannot be the intention of Veda. Veda must be something that is connected to karma. Because every word can only, so, you know, any word. Even Krishna also is, is, is something connected with the black color also. Some connection is always there. A word always conveys a meaning in relation to something. Not independent meaning. <clears throat> and that also, Krishna means what? Akashane. Means Krishna means what? Somebody who attracts. Somebody who pulls. So, Krishna means that only. Krishna means what? A person who has some akarshana. Krishna means a person who has, who actually uh, pulls the away. Like the sins, etc. from the devotees, you know. And so, uh, Rama means what? Ramate. So that is rebels. So that one who rebels in the hearts of the devotees. One who, or one who actually gives joy to everybody. So Rama, because of Preraka. It's causal. Anyway, so every word will have a meaning which is connected to some action. There cannot be an entity which is devoid of any action. Even Brahman cannot be. If you say Brahman which is devoid of action cannot be. Because word doesn't have capacity to reveal that. That is the, that is what is revealed in our, I mean, our uh, Yoga Purusha Adi Shankaracharya. In the discussion or the debate between Shankaracharya and uh, Mandar Mishra, this is the Mandar Mishra's argument. And uh, argument of Vedanta is Tattva Masi, states something which is Siddha Vishaya. Says, no, no verb can actually give you what is, can describe a Siddha Vishaya. That's a technical argument. But here also, if kārāntari tattvam evatra vakṣitam, so, if kārāntari bhāvitve sat-sampatte ishte, if the śrutiya desire to say that, sat-sampatte meaning, becoming one with sampat, sat or brahman, is kārāntari that will take place in course of time, in future time, then tattvam asiri brahma bhāvasya vartamāna upadesha anupatte, then tattvam asiri, you are brahman, that is vartamāna upadesha, you are Brahman. That is not tenable. If it is meant to say that, you will become Brahman. <coughs> Anyatha Subhashyakara says, Anyatha Tattvamasi Iti Etasya Tasya Bada Prasangar Anyatha. So if you accept that statement literally, they will become Brahman after the departure of this body. So that separatedness in time is taken literally there. In that case, this statement will be contradicted. Anyatha, Tattvamasidi, Asyarthasya, Bhada Prasangat. So Tattvamasi says that you are Brahman. And that statement will be contradicted. That's a primary statement. So there are all Avandara Vakyas, Mahavakya. All the Vakyas men in fact support this Vakya. Avandara Vakyas are all the Supporting Vakyas must necessarily reveal the meaning of the Mahavakya and not contradict. So where apparent contradiction seems to be there, then we should interpret that Vakya such that it does not contradict the Mahavakya. So the theme that you want to convey in a whole speech, in a whole write-up, you want to convey a theme. And therefore all the Vakyas ultimately lead, all the, ro- all the roads lead to Rome, they say, you know. Similarly, Whenever you make a speech or whenever you say something, there is something that you intend to convey. And all the vakyas are meant to convey that meaning. 
if you are a consistent, you know, people may not necessarily be consistent, but then from an intelligent, consistent person will expect that what he says makes sense. Other things will not make sense in our mind. If more than one thing are intended in a passage, then we will be confused. What do you mean? Did you say I should come or I should not come? So he said both the things there, you know. And so there were contradictory things people say. They don't even know. Because the intellectual discipline is not there sometimes. So then people get confused. If Shastra also says like this, our eyes say that. Sometimes you say this orange. And then turn around and says it is yellow. I don't know what to conclude. So eyes must be consistent. Otherwise we can't depend upon them. It's not pramana. So also Shruti being pramana must be consistent. <coughs> and there were Tattumasis Mahavakya. You are Brahman. Everything is Brahman. And say not once, nine times. So that is, the, that is Tatparya. That's the purport. So all the Vakyas also must be interpreted in con- consistent, consistent with the meaning of the Mahavakya. <coughs> Otherwise, one little Vakya will contradict Mahavakya. In which case you will have to dismiss this whole teaching. Nanu prakrana anugrahita abhyam atma brahma shabda abhyam atravi brahma no second argument. Eshme Atma, it says, Antarudaya, Edat Brahma, Edam Itah Pretya Visambhavami, Savisambhavitasmi, Eshme Anta, Atma Antarudaya, this is myself within in the, in the cavity of the heart, Edat Brahma, that is Brahma. So therefore, here also, Atma Brahma Shabdabhyam, this passage also uses the word Atma and Brahma. Atravi Brahma Atma Vakshitam says, Atma, So this is my Atma and that is Brahman. So this passage also appears to only convey the identity of Atma and Brahman. So therefore, what is the main meaning here? Abhisambhavitasmi, I'll become one after departure. Or, Eshme Atma, Etat Brahma, this is my Atma, this is Brahman. Is that the main thing here? And so, Yadyapi Vashyakara says, Yadyapi Atma Shabdasya Pratigar Tattvam Sarvam Khalvidam Brahma Yiticha Prakritam Eshma Atma Antarudaye Etat Brahma Ityuchade So it's called Prakrana. Prakrana means the context. So Sarvam Khalidam Brahma, that's how this whole passage started. All this is indeed Brahma, so Brahman is subject matter under discussion. Yet there be Atma Shabdasya Pratyagarthatvam. Pratyagarthatvam. Atma generally means the self. But Atma means the self, number one. Secondly, the discussion started with saying Brahma, Sarvam Khalidam Brahma. And then here also, Eshmatman Tarude, Edat Brahma. This self of mind, which is in the heart, that is Brahman, Idi Uchade. So then, Atma, Brahma, and apparent oneness between the two also seems to be the subject matter of discussion here. Even then, Tathabi. So Yadyapi, Tathabi. Mashtakara says, Tathabi. Antardhanam. Ishada Aparityajya 
ಅಸ್ಮರೀರೇತ್ಯ ಅಪರಿತ್ಯಜ್ಯಶತ್ಯಜ್ಯಶತ್ಲಿ aparite without giving up so without giving up a slight difference says etam atmanam itasma shrirat pratya abhisambhavitasmi he said that i'll become this atma which is brahman after departing from this body that means that i'm going to become atma which is brahman after so right now there is a difference between myself and brahman then i'll become brahman which is with brahman saguna brahma that so therefore without giving up the difference between atma and brahman this passage here prescribes meditation and <clears throat> even though atma brahma all these are subject matter of discussion all right but they are not meant to be one they are meant to have a slight difference then alone the meditation has a meaning <clears throat> because meditation is the process of becoming So says Anandagiri, Linga Anagurita Shashti Shruti Vashad. See, Mama Atma. So, Shashti Shruti is what? Esha Me Atma. Esha Mama Atma. This My Atma. Prakar Anagurita Shruti Kathanjin Netavya. So, even Atma and Brahma, these two words are there in the context. But still, Mama Atma. so that linga is a linga and prakarana so both these criteria are there but then of that the linga is a stronger criterion than prakarana therefore prakar anugrahite shruti kathanchin netavye linga being stronger so indication by prakarana or context has to be interpreted appropriately prakarana shruti byam linga shrutyo balavatva but shruti that is context linga or the indicative sign is stronger pramanam for arriving at the meaning atma shudesya anyada upatte uktatvat your atma also is to be interpreted as one's individual self and then that passage will make sense that this self of mine is brahman so that's the drishti it's a drishti of brahma upon the self this is what is meant in this passage <coughs> oh ೂರ್ಣಮೂರ್ಣಮಿದೂರ್ಣಾಪೂರ್ಣಮುದ್ಯೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯೇ ಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತೌ 
దక్షిణామూర్త నమ శాంతిశాంతి హరి శ్రీ గురుభ్యో నమ హరి ఓ